Bulimia sucks, but you don't, and here's why. The Bulimia Sucks podcast with Kate Hudson Hall will teach you how to begin breaking through the multitude of thoughts, feelings, triggers, and urges to empower yourself to change your painful behaviors completely. You will hear proven strategies and solutions to help you in your recovery, including real interviews with real people. Kate has just released a new best-selling book called Anxiety Hacks with proven techniques, tools, and tips to calm this. Check it out now on Amazon. And now... Another episode of Bulimia Sucks, the podcast. Anxious world, what's going on, everybody? Thank you for all tuning in to another episode of the Anxiety About Anxiety podcast. I'm your host, Keith. And yeah, thank you for tuning in. Man, I need to get my intro together, man. My son want me to be more energetic when I, when, you know, when I do my intro, man. He, this, he watches this, these dudes on YouTube sometime and he be like, Daddy, man, when they do their intro... They do it like this. And they be all like energetic and everything like that. I got to get it together, everybody. But anyways, thank you all for tuning in to the Anxiety About Anxiety podcast. Uh, we're going to keep this thing going. Y'all know what I do. Y'all know what my, my where my heart is, what my passion is, this whole mental health awareness, the movement, whatever you want to call it. Y'all know what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to assist in breaking that stigma. You know, I know it's a it's a challenge out there and you probably can't convince everybody to, you know, uh, really uh, think about their mental health or uh, try to improve their mental health or just to listen about mental health. You know, that's the hardest thing. But, you know, if I can get one person to change their view on mental health, I feel like I did my job with this podcast. You know, it just it, it's, it only takes one person, you know, and eventually, you know, over time, you can probably convince hundreds of maybe even thousands of people you know so that's my mission that's what i'm here to do that's what i'm trying to do and uh so yeah i got a good one for you guys man um from a lady named kate let me let me get the paper so i don't mess up kate hudson hall um kate is an author a therapist a eating disorder eating disorder therapist and um she's basically she's going to talk about one, she's going to talk about her her experience with bulimia and, you know, the challenges that she faced and, you know, what she had to go through, you know, seeking out uh, help for, for herself from another therapist. And um, she's going to get some relaxing, uh, relaxing breathing techniques, uh, some tips on that and uh, just some some really helpful tips on how to overcome bulimia. But I personally think some really good tips on how to overcome stress anxiety whatever it may be you know whatever you're going through because some of those tips that she's going to talk about is very helpful in in general you know and i think i think i thank kate for you know participating in this uh in this podcast you know i think it's you know people like her that's you know making it making it a, a career choice to help people and uh help people understand what they're going through and assist them and you know getting their life back on track man i really really appreciate you for
for all the hard work that you guys do. So, Kate, thank you a million times over for, you know, doing this for me. And um, so the title of her episode is called Bulimia Sucks because it does. And um, as for the podcast, um, man, we moving forward, man. I I just been just I've been in a very good space the last couple weeks. Thank God, because we all know what last month was like. But, uh, man, just moving forward, man, I got a lot of people that's interested in doing the show. Um, man, I mean, I've been getting tons of emails, so we got a lot of good, you know, stories and, man, what testimonies. That's what I mean, testimonies, man. That's what I'm trying, that's what I'm trying to call them now, testimony, because it is your testimonial. You know, you're telling about yourself and what you've been through. So I got a lot of those coming up. As for me, man, I've been getting a lot of interview requests lately, like for me to come on other people's show, which is amazing. You know, for a while, if you guys follow me from like last year or whatever, y'all know I didn't do interviews. Like that's one thing I didn't do. But now I'm more open up to it. You know, I'm more open to it, you know, trying to just uh, share my mission and my vision and what I'm doing with this podcast, this platform and the Anxious Mail Perspective podcast. Uh, that's a plug. <laughs> what I'm trying to do with that podcast as well. So I'm just, I'm trying to just be more, you know, open with people. So I'm going to do a lot of that um, and keep on, you know, doing what I got to do. Like I said, the Ancient Smell Perspective podcast, that's up and running. I believe we are on episode number eight and I got about 10 more coming this season. I'm going to try to do that one in like season one, season two. Unlike I do anxiety about anxiety because anxiety about anxiety never stops. That's a weekly thing for ever, hopefully. But yeah, so um, tune into that. Any guy out there that's, you know, going through any mental health struggles or just want to know about, want to learn about how we can break that, that that stigma about around male mental health, tune into the Anxious Male Perspective podcast. Um and tell a friend to tell a friend, man. We need all the support that we can get. You can listen to that on any streaming platform. Anywhere you listen to this, you can listen to that. Um, and yeah, continue to follow me. You know, rate, subscribe, review the podcast. Like I said before, tell a friend to tell a friend. Word of mouth is the best advertisement you can ever do, ever have, ever do. So yeah, man. I just want to grow. Keep growing. Um, so let's get into this, this episode because I could talk for another five minutes. But I want to be respectful of Kate. So, yeah, let's get into this episode. Bulimia Sucks by Kate Hudson Hall. Um, thank you for tuning in to the Anxious Mail. Let's see. We all make mistakes. I was about to say the other podcast right there. Oh, my goodness. I'm doing a lot of work, you guys. I'm sorry. They crossing my mind at the same time. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to the Anxiety About Anxiety podcast. What I love to call therapy for your soul. Everybody be safe this week. Stay blessed. I holler at you. Hello, my name is Kate Hudson Hall, and I am a psychotherapist, a hypnotherapist, an NLP master practitioner, which is neuro linguistic programming. Um, and I practice various other different therapies and I am also an eating disorders therapist. And I'm here today to talk about my experience with bulimia. I had anorexia and bulimia for 15 years when I was young 
and it totally engulfed me. I was uh, in a very dark place. Um, and after, after spending time with um, a, going through seeing various different therapists, but finally finding the right therapist, psychotherapist that helped me to be able to move forward in my life, it took four years and I finally began to really take back control of my life and step forward in my recovery path, which took and took a number of years. But I achieved full recovery and have been recovered for the last 25 years. Yes, I'm quite old now. <laughs> So I would like to talk a little bit about bulimia, but also I think it's really important to be able to understand that you're not alone in your journey with your eating disorder, but also to understand that there are various different techniques, various different tools that you can use to help to begin to Break your negative patterns and start to move forward in your recovery. So let's get down to it. So first of all, let's talk about what the reasons are why people get bulimia. So there are many, many different reasons, but let me just run through a few of these. Um, maybe if somebody has been abused in the past, um, because most people with bulimia have been preoccupied with dieting and foods for so many years. And then their binge and purge behavior may be triggered by a trauma or some sort of abuse that they've had in the past. But from many, many studies that have been taken, there's a higher possibility that if you've been sexually abused when young, that you'll develop bulimia and of course with that comes a colossal enormous mound of feelings of shame and guilt um, for some people it's a need to um, punish themselves in some way or to numb their emotions that are connected to that memory um, so that 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 could be one reason Another reason is um, a negative body image. Um, but what is body image? Well, body image is identified as your thoughts and your opinions and your attitude about how you look. And it's, it's, it's sad, but it's not uncom uncommon for people to d dislike their appearance. Um, and people who develop bulimia are more likely to report higher levels of body image dissatisfaction. Um, and a negative body image is a distorted view of your shape. Plus, then, of course, along with this comes those destructive feelings of self-consciousness and shame and anxiety. Um, and a positive body image is a realistic view of how your body looks and you feel comfortable and confident about what you see and you accept your natural body size and shape. 
And then there's the body dysmorphia. Um, body dysmorphia is known as, well, it's a bit like imagined ugliness, in which your imagination, as powerful as it is, it just goes wild and becomes extremely confused with how you look. You know, you could have a, like a minor flaw, say a little pimple on your face or something, that you embellish into an ugly beast and then maybe scratch it. So it increases the ugliness. Um, and people with body dysmorphia um, and that have bulimia, they usually, um, the focus is on the body weight or the shape and checking their body all the time if they have any flaws or in intensifying the negative feelings and thoughts that they have about their weight and their shape. So it's that's a whole area that needs to be addressed. Also having low self-esteem, um, you know, having bulimia is terrible enough, but along comes that low self-esteem, you know, with feelings of ina inadequacy, looking at faults in your character, feeling incompetent maybe in some way, maybe feeling unlovable. Um, there's so many different reasons why you, somebody with bulimia would have so low self-esteem. So it's addressing that whole bigger picture there. Um, and then there's the, uh, the Western culture and oh, the unrealistic. Yes, because we're surrounded by still surrounded by stunning slim models with that ideal body everywhere we look in magazines or posters or tv especially on social media and it's a real huge influence on negative thinking about how you know how you look maybe if somebody's been bullied as well that's a that's um it could be another huge area that's connected with your bulimia and of course, one of the key reasons why people end up with bulimia is that dreaded word of dieting. Dieting is one of the most influential risk factors for developing bulimia. And it affects your brain, influencing your mood changes, increasing the preoccupation around food and, and negativity around how you feel about your body. Focusing on dieting just becomes a, an escape to, you know, what you're thinking and what you're feeling. So that is a whole nother big area that needs to be addressed. And then what about if you're stressed? If somebody... You know, stress is, stress is how our body responds to different pressures from a situation. And then too much stress can affect your attitude and your body and relationships and can vary from person to person. And it can make you feel really unhappy and anxious. And it could be connected to all sorts of things. Um, it could be connected to a significant big change that you've had in your life such as a job or or maybe moving home um maybe problems in a relationship um or it could be a death of a loved one but these significant changes could be um 
could increase the risk of developing bulimia. And what I want to talk about today, because stress is so common and it is something that we that we we can't avoid it's something that we just you know just happens and we there's nothing that we can do but what we can do is understand is that it's how we react to the stress that we can change um and so there are many different types of stress so we've got the external sources, the social factors such as pressure from that trying to have that perfect body or those negative thoughts. Maybe you've got family problems or financial issues, could be work demands and could be so many different things. And then we have internal sources, um, thoughts such as a, a negative interpretation of a situation that triggers a, tre- a stress response that leads could lead down that negative path of binging and purging. So your stress levels are direct, directly related to your interpretation of an event that then triggers the stress. So it's important that you understand that because and of course, it's different for everybody. So if you imagine you found a great big ugly snake in the garden and one person might be so afraid while another person might find that really exciting. So that, so it's, you know, we can't avoid stressful experiences because our lives are brimming with them. But your goal is to learn to manage your stress skillfully. And a crucial part of this is being aware of your internal worry and the thoughts and the stories that contribute to your stress. So let's talk about these automatic negative thoughts that we have. Because those darn thoughts. Say you were beginning to take those positive steps in overcoming bulimia. Um, and which which would be fantastic and that's excellent but sometimes the negative automatic thoughts get in the way um, because we're not always conscious of what we think because we, we don't normally pay attention to our thoughts they're just there kind of bubbling in the background and they can become very self-critical but we just kind of tend to believe the thoughts and believe that they're factual. But this bubbling cauldron of automatic thoughts, it's your interpretation of what's going on around you rather than actual real facts. So they depend on what life is like for you right now. Because if you're happy and feel good about yourself, then your thoughts will probably indicate this and they may be positive and encouraging. But if you're feeling really down and low and sad and your thoughts will be show this and they'll be gloomy and unenthusiastic because do you know how many thoughts we have every day? It's approximately 60,000 different thoughts that we have each day. And most of these thoughts are linked to feelings. And for people in general, 
80% of our daily thoughts, 80% are negative. Yes, yes. So it's important that we start to pay attention to what you're telling yourself. Because if you if you think back to um, your day and you've been putting yourself down um, and telling yourself that you're no good, you know, your whole day will be ruined because of your thoughts. Um, and th- But those thoughts, they can be real challenging. They're challenging to have and harder to feel. Negative thoughts like maybe hopelessness or regret or that shame or loneliness. So for somebody with bulimia, it's no wonder why they try to free themselves of these negative thoughts, even if it's only just for a short period of time. So now, one sure quick fire way to reduce your stress is to learn how to breathe properly. But people may have heard about, oh yes, taking a deep breath in, breathing out again, and, and it works. But what I want to do is I want you to understand why you would do this in order to give you that motivation to be able to use this tool because it's powerful. And as long as you do it right, you will gain those benefits. So first you need to understand that when you exhale slightly longer than you inhale, a signal is sent to your brain to turn up your parasympathetic nervous system and turn down your sympathetic nervous system. So let me explain. So what's the difference between the two? So your sympathetic nervous system. So when you breathe in, you activate this system, the sympathetic nervous system, which activates your stress hormones like cortisol that start pumping through your bloodstream and your heart rate increases, your blood pressure rises, breathing speeds up, maybe your pupils dilate, um, maybe sweat increases, um, and you become more alert, and tension starts to flood your whole body. Because you're preparing your body to face a threat, which is helpful when you have to fight off that saber-toothed tiger, but, if you are, say, you're late for an appointment, this response really isn't especially helpful. It would be damaging. And it's also called the fight or flight response. It's, it's kind of like our anxious state. And so that's the sympathetic nervous system. So when you breathe in, you access that, that's that nervous system. And then when you breathe out, you access your parasympathetic nervous system. Um, which will activate your muscles to relax, your heart rate to drop, your blood pressure to lower, and your breathing rate will normalize. And you'll feel more relaxed and calmer. And of course, we want more of this. So guiding your breathing to exhale longer than you inhale will help you to feel calmer and more relaxed. So focusing on your breathing gives you control to your responses. And yes, you'll respond rather than react. This breathing technique, it's a fantastic technique and it can very quickly calm your whole body and brain. 
And most people feel less, less feel, well, they feel calmer and less anxious within maybe two or three breaths. So let's just go through this. Now, what you would do is you would um, breathe in through your nose to the count of four. You're going to breathe all the way in down to your stomach. And then when you breathe out through your mouth to the count of eight, and when you breathe out, you're going to purse your lips and like you're blowing out some candles or blowing a big bubble. And then you're going to repeat that whole pattern two more times. So remember, all you've got to do is remember that you've got to breathe in for four through your nose. And then you're going to breathe out for eight to the count of eight. Okay, and this is an amazing way to be able to relax you instantly when you're feeling really anxious or tense or uptight about something. Just take two or three deep breaths, in for four, out for eight, and you can relax your, your whole body and you'll benefit that you'll feel your body relaxing and the muscles loosening and you'll become calmer. So it's an amazing, it's an amazing technique, but as long as you know, understand how to use it correctly, it's fantastic. So my name is Kate Hudson Hall. I am an author. I'm a psychotherapist plus other therapies. I'm, um, I've written a book called Bulimia Sucks with 10 steps to help you to stop binging and purging. I also have a Bulimia Sucks personal food journal and also a Bulimia Sucks personal workbook. And also, I have a Bulimia Sucks audiobook. So, um, if you would like to know more information, um, find me on our Bulimia Sucks Facebook page, where it's great to connect with other like-minded people. I have a podcast also called Bulimia Sucks, funnily enough, um, and that is on all the main platforms. My website is katehudson-hall.com or bulimiasucks.com. <laughs> so come and check out our Facebook page and it would be great to see you there. Bulimia sucks but you don't. Kate has just released a new best-selling book called Anxiety Hacks with proven techniques, tools and tips to calmness. Check it out now on Amazon. 